Today is another edition of our Seller Strategy Masterclass, where we're going to go deep into keyword analytics and also a little bit of keyword research that you could use for enhancing your own product or even finding new product opportunity. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Do you want to be able to sync your listings that you create in Helium 10 to your Amazon account in one click, including being able to sync subject matter, which you're not able to even edit now in most listings on Amazon? You're going to want to use Helium 10 Listing Builder. Make sure to find out how to use Listing Builder by going to h10.me forward slash listing builder. That's h10.me forward slash listing builder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And this is another edition of our Serious Sellers Masterclass. No, that's not what we call it. We call it the Seller Strategy Masterclass. Too many S's here. I, sometimes a uh, hard to keep track, but this is something we, we've been doing once a month where instead of having a guest, we just go deep into actual actionable strategies, like things that you guys can do either with Helium 10 or with your Seller Central account that will hopefully help get your results. And today we're going to be mainly talking about some analytics. We're going to be talking about some keyword research and how you can even do some product research while you're doing keyword research. Now you'll notice I'm wearing one of the old school uh, Helium 10 logos here, the, the throwback uh, throwback jersey version, because we're going to go into a couple of tools in Helium 10 that were some of the original ones from like way back in 2017. One of them is Magnet and the other one is Keyword Tracker. But we're not just going to be doing only um, you know Helium 10. I might, I might throw in a little bit of some brand analytics or search query performance in here too. But again, the, the point is whether you're using Helium 10 or not, I'm sure you might have access to some kind of tool that has very similar strategies. And these are strategies that every level of Amazon seller and even Walmart sellers need to actually take. Uh, the, everything I talk about today pretty much can be applied to both uh, Amazon sellers and Walmart sellers. Let's go ahead and get into the first one. First one, real simple. How to find loosely related keywords to an individual keyword phrase. All right. So maybe you just have this random idea of a keyword or it's what you're already selling on Amazon and you know this is your your main keyword for your niche all right what are you going to do in order to you know find loosely related keywords you're going to enter magnet all right so for example what I'm doing here on the screen those of you watching this on YouTube um I just typed in gothic decor and now there are what do we have here let's see five almost 5000 keywords that came up now these keywords come from other products uh, that are ranking highly for Gothic Decor. Where are they also showing up for in organic results? Where are they showing up for in Smart Complete? We're going to talk about that a little bit later. And of those products, what are some other keywords that show up as Amazon recommend? All right. So this came up with 4,000 keywords. It would take me forever to, to, to go into. But, you know, all I would have to do is like maybe, you know, throw in a couple of of um, you know filters here, like maybe, hey, sh show me keywords that are at least 400 search volume, for example, right? And then if you start scanning here, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you're gonna come up with some keywords that maybe you didn't find in Cerebro. And some of these might be maybe not for your product, like if I had a coffin shelf, 
uh, some of these might not be relevant, but others could be loosely relevant and you might want to get indexed for it if for nothing else, at least to show up uh, for more uh, products in, in your sponsored ads. Like for example, he, you know, I entered in Gothic decor. Look at this one, weird candles. That's actually an interesting, you know, potential product line extension. If I was in the Gothic, if I was in the Gothic category, I haven't even, I haven't even sorted anything here and I'm already coming up with, uh, with other interesting keywords that could be along the lines of Gothic decor. We've got Raven decor, Baroque decor came up as a keyword here. <laughs> Look at this one, taxidermy butterfly. Yeah, I guess that could qualify as, as a Gothic decor. Uh, we've got cool random things. All right. So there's a thousand people searching for that keyword. I probably never would have uh, looked uh, or, you know, found that keyword and put it in my listing, but Hey, who knows? Uh, I might be relevant to at least, you know, one, two, three customers a month for that keyword who might, who might buy the product and just think, you know, you've got 50 of those in your listing. It's another 50 orders for you. So don't sleep on some of these loosely related keywords. All right. Strategy number two today is how to get top level information on a group of keywords. All right. So like, let's say I was searching in Cerebro. Let's say I was searching in brand analytics inside of Helium 10. Let's say I'm using Google uh, Trends, Pinterest, whatever. I just compiled this list of, you know, maybe 10 random keywords that are in different departments. Well, what you can actually do in Magnet is you can actually enter in multiple keywords at once. So for example, right here, I entered in coffin shelf, gothic decor, wooden egg tray, collagen peptides, garlic press, completely unrelated keywords. This is in the analyze keywords. So there's two tabs in magnet and everybody uses the first tab. I'd say like 95% of people, 95% of you don't even realize this second tab even exists. So analyze keywords is for entering up to 200 different keywords at the same time. And this is not for getting like keyword extensions or, or more ideas. This is just for those entered keywords that I put in. What are the top level information? Like, let's say, Hey, I wanted to find out what's the brand analytics information for these keywords. That's, that's, what's going to come up here. Maybe I want to know what is the search volume? What's the search volume uh, trend? Uh, what's the title density of this keywords? So if without having it going and searching for relevant or, or similar related keywords, this just gives me the top level information for any keywords. They don't even have to be related to each other. All right. So that's strategy number two. Uh, and, and when would you use that? You might just come up with a random idea of a keyword and you're wondering, Hey, well, I wonder what's the search volume on this. Or maybe you're, you've been doing research and you're like, these are some random 30 keywords that I came up with on ideas. And I'm just curious, what is the search volume on Amazon for them? You would just paste them all in here and you'd get that within like five seconds. All right. Strategy number three, how to find the most common root words with a list of keywords. So let's say I have been doing keyword research in Cerebro or again, somewhere else, or I pull out the top keywords from my competitor's product. I'm just wondering, Hey, what are the common root words? Like, you know, is the word coffin in it a lot? It's the word Gothic. All right. So that I know it can kind of sometimes give me an idea of the niche and also tell me which keywords are important. So like I said, in that same analyze tool, what you're going to do is you can paste, like I said, up to 200 keywords. So here I did 150 keywords. I'm going to go ahead and click analyze keywords. So I just pasted this whole list. It took me only two seconds to, to come, uh, to come up here. And yes, it's giving me all the kind of like information on these keywords. But what I'm looking at is the word frequency. This is a widget that shows up on the top, right? Whenever you enter in searches in magnet. And what this is showing me is, uh, 
the frequency of the different root words. So out of all these 150 phrases, the word decor showed up in 55 of them. The word shelf showed up in 25. The third highest root word was gothic with 21, coffin with 16. So now all of a sudden I have a little bit better picture of, of this group of keywords that, you know, whatever is the uh, way that you found it. Like I said, maybe it was your competitors. Maybe it's a list of all the, all of the search terms that you've converted for in PPC. And then you're like, Hey, what is the root word? So maybe I can make some broad campaigns, you know, based on I mean, uh, that, that there's, there's so many different ways that you could use this information. But again, this is probably something that most of you didn't realize, you know, like how would you do that normally? Right. You, you take 150 keywords. I mean, sure, you can maybe spot. Oh, yeah, I see coughing a few times, but you don't really know unless you're counting one by one. So this is just a super easy way in order to get some information about a group of keywords. Uh, the next one is how to find a, a long tail keywords that share a certain root. All right. Long tail keywords that sh share a certain root. All right. Let me kind of explain this. All right. So I'm going to head back here into into magnet. And let me enter a keyword, for example, let, let's just go with coffin. All right. So I'm going to start with coffin and I just want to find long tail keywords that's that start or that share this root. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and run a new search for coffin. And what I'm going to select here is I want every keyword that actually starts with or contains coffin. So I'm going to go right here into this phrases containing and I'm going to type in coffin. All right. And that uh, is going to filter down this list of 6,000 keywords. And how many keywords have coffin? Wow. 2,400 keywords, uh, helium 10 found that have the word coffin in it. And then from here, I can just go ahead and, you know, I can sort it by search volume and I'll be like, okay, what's the keyword on Amazon? with the word coffin in it that is searched the most. Coffin nail tips. Not sure what that is. I think it's like a beauty supply product, right? Look at the number three, press on nails uh, coffin. All right, so obviously coffin is kind of a, a hot thing in the in the nails uh, category. And then I can just continue on here and I'll probably find something I didn't even think about here. Uh, coffin backpack, what the heck is a coffin backpack? I have no idea. That showed up here. Uh, the other thing I can start filtering out like, hey, what are all of the keywords that have coffin in it that have at least 300 searches and let's just say a title density smaller than four. Title density means how many key, uh, how many listings on page one have that in the title. Now that, that filter that I just mentioned takes that list of 2,500 and now look at this, it brings it down to only 76 keywords, all right? Now I'm getting into the nitty gritty, here we go. Here's an interesting one, Coffin Zen Garden. All right, Coffin Jewelry Box, Coffin Shelf Large. I actually have a product that has uh, that's a Coffin Shelf Large. But anyways, this is just a, a great way to get some, you know, to find out how many keywords on Amazon have some kind of search volume where it shares a root keyword. Next strategy, how to find keywords that would potentially come up in a phrase or broad PPC campaign. All right, phrase or broad PPC campaign. So let's just say that I've got a keyword. Uh, what do you think we should do? We've been doing a lot of gothic stuff. So let's just say coffin decor, right? And so I'm just curious, is it worth it to make a bro broad or phrase campaign? Like how many possible combinations could come up in a phrase campaign or potentially some of them from a broad campaign? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back into Magnet and let's just go ahead and enter 
Coffin Decor. Now, if I just enter Coffin Decor, uh, all the related keywords, uh, potentially relatable keywords to Coffin Decor are going to show up. But how I can find the ones that would show up in a PPC campaign for, for phrase, uh, I'm going to select the match type of uh, Smart Complete. All right, and then I'm gonna apply the filters and this takes my list of 4,000 keywords and it's gonna probably put it to really low. Look at this, 26 keywords. Now this is what's super cool. This is These are not 26 keywords that start with coffin decor or that end in coffin decor. It's all of these keywords that have the two words coffin and decor and potentially plural forms of this keyword in the phrase. For example, look at this. We've got coffin-shaped decor. Look at that. It, 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 you know, Magnet here even split the word up with the shaped inside of it, but it recognizes that coffin and decor are in there. If you were targeting coffin decor, a broad or phrase match, uh, potentially phrase match campaign would potentially show it. Not in all cases. Other keywords in there was like coffin decoration, all right? Coffin home decor. Uh, spooky coffin decor. There's a lot of keywords that are showing up. These will all show up in like a PPC and they're kind of like longer tail versions of the, the keyword that I had entered in, which was coffin decor. By the way, this is num now number six. Maybe I've done um, a keyword research in Magnet for, again, the word coffin decor. And I'm just wondering for all the related keywords to coffin decor, which are the keywords that are most trending over the last 30 days. Super simple to do this, just takes a couple of clicks. Uh, I would go in here to Magnet, and then once I get the uh, search results, I am going to sort in descending order by search volume trend, all right? So this is basically taking this week's search volume and comparing it to one month ago. So for example, this keyword here, black glass box, I don't even know what the heck that is, is up 800% over last month, all right? Large Zen Garden is up 141% from last month. Cute Spooky Stuff is up 100%. So whatever search you have done inside of Magnet, just find that search volume trend button, sort it in descending order, and you're going to see what are the keywords that have increased the most in search volume from this week or today compared to this time last month, all right? just It just takes this week's search volume, subtracts last week's search volume, and then sorts it kind of in descending order without you having to you know, look at the historical search volume and um, and do different uh, calculations. By the way, speaking of search volume, here, here's another thing you can do. This is not even one of the strategies on my list. It's kind of like a bonus strategy, but is look at Walmart and Google, uh, Google Analytics search volume right here within Magnet. And the way you do that, anywhere where you see search volume, just click the button, um, like here's a keyword, plastic cauldron, I don't even know what that word means. You hit this search volume button, and the one that shows up here is the history of the search volume, all right? So I can see this is obviously a huge product around Halloween time, whatever the heck this means, and then the rest of the year, the search volume's around like, you know, 1,000. But uh, if, I if I wanted to see what it is on Walmart, I would hit this drop down, and I would hit the Walmart, and I could see, again, it's very high around the same time on Walmart and the rest of the year, pretty low. If I want to see uh, Google Trends, what is the uh, kind of like history here? Very similar, except on Google, it actually starts trending in, looks like even in August, all right? And then the rest of the year, it's kind of dead. So, you know, of course, uh, you know, Helium 10 is primarily for, for selling on Amazon, 
But don't forget, you know, you can get some interesting information about Walmart and some Google uh, information as well right within Magnet. Um, next uh, strategy we're going to be going over today is how to see the keywords in a niche where no one product is dominating sales. All right, no one product. So let's just stay here in this coffin, uh, coffin results here. And I am going to be going over this first two columns. And this is only if you have like a diamond or, or uh, scale your business plan, you are going to see brand analytics, total click share and total conversion share. So what I, what I would like to do is I want to see the ones that have the total conversion share, the top three, totally maybe a Mac, a minimum of, of like 1%, but a maximum of like 15%. And what that is going to show me is uh, it's adding up the total conversions, the total sales of the top three click products. And if I were to add them up, they're totally are less than 15% of all of the sales for the keyword. What is that? I hope you guys can understand this and picture this. Why would that be important? Well, I mean, I could I could actually go for the, the opposite, but why I like looking for this is I'm thinking like, hey, the top three click products are only getting 15% at most of the sales. That means 85% of the sales are wide open for other people on that page. Potentially, somebody might consider that as, you know, kind of like lower hanging fruit, all right? You could actually go the opposite. Maybe you want to find a keyword where one product or the top three products are dominating like 90% of the sales. And if you think that when you find those three products, which you can also do here in Magnet, that they're not doing something that's that's really looks good, like they've got some garbage listings and crap keywords and stuff like that, well, maybe you're going to be like, oh, man, this is like taking candy from a baby. I'm going to be able to steal these sales because these guys who are just crushing this market don't even know how to put together a listing. So you can like look at it both ways. There's not like a right or wrong way. But in this in this case, what I did was I did a minimum 1%, a maximum of 15%, and then look at some of these keywords that have come up. For example, a lot of these are kind of generic keywords and it kind of makes sense. You know, goth accessories. If I were to add up the top three, uh, it's only 14% of the sales that they make up. And I can actually see what those three products are. Uh, looks like here, uh, once I click on the, the uh, brand analytics graph, I can see that as of last month, the top three for this niche was a black gothic vintage ring set. It had 11% of the conversions. This was last month, by the way, not this last week, like, like um, the magnet was showing me. And the number two was only a 4%, a punk waist belt chain, whatever the heck this ugly thing is, that only had 4%. So then just based on this information now, all of a sudden I'm like, hey, it's wide open, the sales here. Like I just got to find what people are looking for and hopefully I can you know capture the largest part of sales for that keyword. So this is coming directly from Brand Analytics. You can actually do this on your own without Helium 10. But it's just kind of a little bit hard because you'd have to download 1 million lines of information, make like a pivot table and do some formulas to add up the percentages and stuff. But if, if you have Helium 10, then obviously it's much better to do it here where I can just, you know, enter in a couple of filters. All right. The next strategy I want to go over right now is how to find common root words in an overall keyword niche. All right. So like if I did one of those massive searches like here, uh, I did the coffin search, right? And I'm just going to go and I just want to see what are the most common keywords in here other than coffin 
that are coffin related or coffin decor related keywords. And again, the same place that I talked about earlier that you look under the analyze tab, even under the find suggestion tab, it's the same place. I'm going to go to word frequency, super simple. I don't even have to click anything. As soon as I get into any niche of keywords, all I have to do is look at this word frequency to see what are the most common root words here. And I can see right here for this uh, market, it's coffin, it's decor, it's Halloween. And then again, you'll find stuff that kind of like surprise you. I'm like, what the heck is this board, right? It says board, B-O-A-R-D is the number three out of all these keywords, 312 of them have board. So watch this. If I'm just curious, what the heck keywords with board are coming up? I just click the word board. And what's going to happen is it is automatically going to filter this whole list of keywords and it's going to show me all of the keywords that have the word board in it. And now it kind of makes a little bit more sense. I see black coffin letter board. I see letter board with stand. I see giant letter board. So probably what's happening is there's a, a number of products that are doing well for coffin decor that are actually coffin letter boards. And so they're also ranking for all of these board related keywords. But again, I didn't know that. Two minutes ago, just by looking at that root word frequency, now I got some extra insights into this niche. All right, the last thing I'm going to talk about today is finding sub-niches by searching for root niche phrases, all right? Now, th th this can be wide open, and you could just literally do this all day long, and this is more of product research using one of our keyword research tools. So, for example, maybe you've noticed that um, sometimes in some of your products, there's a span, a lot of Spanish keywords that come up. And one of them in a lot of, you know, supplements or, or regardless of what kind of products in clothes, one of the root phrases that might, you might see often in Spanish keywords that show up in, in uh, Amazon USA is para mujeres. That means for women. I mean, you, you see that in, in English, right? Like gifts for women, this for women, that for women, whatever for women, right? But if you want to go a little bit more niche, like what are Spanish-speaking people searching for para mujeres? All right, watch this. I'm going to hop into Magnet, and I'm going to type in para mujeres, all right? And then I'm going to hit get keywords. Let's go ahead and run a brand new search. Somebody in my account had searched for para mujeres already, so maybe somebody has found this. Um, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, show me all of the phrases containing para mujeres. This is similar to another strategy that I told you about. And let's see what we have coming up here. 467 keywords that have para mujeres in them. All right. This is just one example. We're going to do another example. The number one keyword guys, and this should not be slept on. It's a Spanish keyword that has 8,000 search volume. 8,000 search volume, vitaminas para mujeres, all right? So vitamins. Um, there's some keywords that I can't really mention on the air here. Uh, here's another one. Dead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You guys watching on on um, YouTube might get a kick out of some of these. Uh, some of these. Uh, tenis para mujeres with platform. I love that. That is a Spanglish keyword. So ten, tenis, I'm assuming it means like tennis shoes for women. And then it says with platform. It's like it has Spanglish in it. Here we go. Perfume para mujeres originales. Cartera para mujeres. That's a cartera is like a, I think like a wallet, right? Um, agendas para mujeres personalizada. That, that's like a 
agenda, like like a notebook or diary or not diary, like a a planner, right? Isn't that what that means? I don't know. But anyways, all of these keywords are, yeah, I got to get off this page because there's there's some kind of uh, PG-13 keywords on this, which is, you know, Helium 10 doesn't, doesn't, um, (laughs) it doesn't uh, filter these out, but that's one of them. Like, let's say that you are in a niche where you deal with a specific kind of, um, let's just say material, right? And you want to know what are people searching for in this material? Like, let's say you make bamboo products. All right. So I'm going to go uh, into here and I'm going to type in bamboo. All right. Cause I know my factory can, um, can, can produce bamboo products and I have no idea what bamboo product I want to come out with, but I want to go with what the demand is. So what are people searching for that have the word bamboo in it? Same thing. I, I enter bamboo for the search. I go into phrases containing, I type bamboo and I hit apply filters. And then maybe I want to know, I bet you this number is going to be high. Let's take a look here. Yeah. 6,000 keywords start with bamboo. So the next thing I want to find out is like, you know what? I want to know the keywords that not many people um, have in their title. So I'm going to put a max title density of three and let's just say minimum search volume of 1,000. All right, let's go ahead and apply the filters. And this takes that list of 6,000 bamboo keywords that have bamboo in it down to 69. Now I'm going to uh, sort by descending order the search volume. And let me just, you know, read out to you guys listening. What are some of these keywords that have come up? Um, Bamboo brush. What the heck is that? You know, I'm actually going to look at that. Um, Bamboo brush. What is a, oh, it's like a, like a hairbrush that's made out of bamboo. Okay. I see what that is. All right. So the, the, the crazy thing about it is it would seem saturated, right? But guess what? It's going to be easy if I wanted to make this product. It wouldn't be that hard to get on page one. Why? Because the title density is only three out of 50 listings on page one. Only three people actually have the, the word bamboo brush in it. What are some other keywords here that showed up? Uh, bamboo cooking utensils, bamboo plants live, uh, bamboo organizer. Bamboo socks, men's. Um, I love bamboo socks, by the way. Uh, bamboo hairbrush for hair growth. What? So if you're losing your hair and you use a bamboo hairbrush, it's going to help you grow your hair back. All right, I got to keep that in mind. That's interesting for the future use right there. Bamboo sleep sack, bamboo utensil organizer. Some of these guys like could be actual product ideas. And all I did was I entered in one keyword, bamboo, because like I know I can make bamboo, and then I entered a minimum search volume, I entered in title density, and now I'm coming up with product ideas that a few, day, a few days ago, a few minutes ago, I didn't even know uh, existed. I'm just looking up, some of these are, are kind of like fascinating. So many different bamboo combs and bamboo brush keywords. Here's another one, glasses with bamboo lids and straw. The list goes on and on. I, I almost could just make an episode about this bamboo niche and what, what product we should we should launch. But this was all from me just entering one keyword into Magnet. All right, so guys, you guys, uh, Magnet is one of our most OG tools here at Helium 10. You guys need to be using it. Now, the other OG tool that we have is Keyword Tracker. So let's just do six strategies with Keyword Tracker. Strategy number one. And again, this is almost any tool out there, um, you know, has some kind of keyword tracker. And so like, if you guys, for some strange reason, are not using Helium 10, use whatever you uh, tool that you have in order to do the strategies I'm about to talk about. Simple one. Let's just keep it basic for those of you who are brand new. Strategy number one, how to track your keywords, your organic ranks, both now and 
and historically. All you have to do, guys, is enter in your product and just enter a keyword. And then now the amazing thing is, is you might think that, uh, and actually that's the way it is with most keyword trackers, it's only going to show me the ranks as of today. No, if I, I'm showing you guys right now on the screen, my coffin shelf, I've, I've of course been tracking coffin shelf for like two years, but if I had just entered the word coffin shelf into helium 10, it's actually going to go ahead and show me, um, the, the ranks since helium 10 has been tracking that keyword going back maybe one year, potentially going back even two years, it's going to show me where I have been ranking for coffin shelf. All right. So that is super important real quick and simple, whether you're selling on Walmart, whether you're selling on Amazon, get your product in there, get your, uh, get your keyword in there. And instantly you're going to get 24 hours, uh, once every 24 hours going forward and going backwards, what you were ranking at organically. Same thing, how to track your sponsored ranks, both now and historically. It's the same exact thing. Once you enter that in, guys, there is this other graph that people sleep on. I was showing you the organic rank. Over here on the right-hand side, all the way on the right-hand side, there's the sponsored rank. So then now I can see, hey, where am I showing up in sponsored rank for this keyword or this product, all right? So this is something really important to be able to track. All right, your sponsored rank, that's actually something that you have a little bit more control over as far as where you show up based on maybe like what you're bidding in, in PPC, right? Your organic rank, it's hard to just like change at the uh, right away, but hopefully you can understand how tracking both organic and sponsored can help you because you're going to want to take actions, at least on the sponsor rank, to get back to the top of the page on some of them. And so it's important to know when you fall off the top of the page. Now, one thing I mentioned is that I can look back historically at either of these numbers, so it's important to understand how to do that. Once I click into one of these graphs, the by default, it's only showing me like the last 30 days, but I like clicking one year or even all time based on how much information Helium 10 has, and I can see what this product has been doing over the last couple of years, so I could see, you know, maybe correlate um, what's been going on with my sales compared to my keyword ranks. And this is actually a strategy in itself. Take a look at your sales graphs, your BSR charts, whatever historical information you have, and then look at what, at your peaks and valleys of sales, and then try and correlate that with the peaks and valleys of your keyword ranks for different keywords. And then you're going to be able to see which keyword ranks really affected your sales. And some maybe you think are affecting your sales and aren't. So like, for example, if you uh, on average in a one month, we're always selling 10 units a day, right? But then all of a sudden the next month you jumped up to 20 units a day and maybe you weren't doing anything more in sponsored ads or you weren't sending outside traffic. Well, what that means is you must be converting more for more keywords. That's probably one of the sources of your increased sales. And you don't know necessarily which keywords are the ones that you're getting more impressions for, right? All you got to do is look at the top keywords that you're tracking and then compare last month with this month. Hey, where did I increase? Where did I stay the same? All right. And the ones that increased, hey, you're probably getting more sales for there because that's what makes you increase in rank uh, is getting more sales. Conversely, if, if your sales start going down, well, look at your keyword tracker and find 
What keywords did you lose rank? Where did you fall off of page one? And then do what you can to try and get that rank uh, back. Uh, strategy number three out of six here is how to track your relative rank between you and your competitor. So sometimes relative rank is almost as important or even in some cases more important than where your organic rank is. Because I want you to think about this. Let's just say coffin shelf is the keyword, right? If you were typing in coffin shelf and you were searching for a exact coffin shelf, right? A, a small coffin shelf. Well, your com the you, you as a buyer, um, you're not looking at the bat shelves or the spider shelves or the coffin letter boards or the other products that are showing up on those search results. Those are almost like invisible to you. So let's say page one, position one is a makeup coffin shelf. It's almost as if page one, position one doesn't exist to you as a buyer because that's not what you're looking for. The very first small coffin shelf that shows up on that page for this customer, that's like page one, position one in their mind. Does that make sense, guys? It's important that you understand this concept, right? So not everybody on page one is your competitor. I, I've used the uh, the example of accordion. It's a little bit easier to understand than, than the coffin shelf niche, right? You type in accordion on Amazon, there's there's uh, professional $600 accordions and there's $20 kids accordions. They are not competitors of each other, all right? So let me actually, uh, let's go ahead and search that on Amazon. I wanna show that to you guys, all right? So I'm gonna go ahead and type in Amazon here, accordion. There we go, accordion. I hope I spelled that right. So let's just say I am looking for a professional accordion, right? Uh, I mean, the mariachi band or whatever, right? Page one, position one for me is this one, which actually happens to be page one, position one. But what's page one, position two? In other words, what's the second product I would consider on this search results? It's not this second or third one that's showing up here. These are $30 kids accordions. I would never in a million years buy a kids accordion if I'm in a mariachi band and I need to replace one. No, so the, the second one on this page is this one, all right, that I see as a buyer. So it's important to understand relative rank sometimes is even more important than your organic rank if there's a lot of different kinds of products on the page. You wanna have from your direct competitors relative rank of number one, meaning that you're the first product on that page from your main competitors that you know you're competing with for the sale. So how do you do that inside of Keyword Tracker? Well, the first thing you're gonna have to do is you just add your competitors. You can add up to five. And so I would say add your main competitors. And then what's gonna happen is you look here at this relative rank. Like I put in just one competitor here. And on this, my main keyword, I am two out of two. That means I am not first. I am not the first one. If I want, if I'm curious about where I am ranked now, if I'm tracking my competitor, I can actually see over time where I have ranked compared to where my competitor has ranked. And look at this. My competitor is crushing it. They're always page one, position one, and I'm like languishing around position 14 and 13 and, and things like that. So this is an important metric to be able to track your relative rank. Now, how to keep track of your keyword experiments and campaigns. What I do a lot is I, I run experiments, like maybe I'm going to go ahead and change my title, or maybe I'm doing a campaign, uh, a Google campaign where I'm targeting a certain keyword. I'm, I'm hoping that by running Google ads to a keyword that it might help my ranking or whatever the case is, maybe I'm going to increase my PPC spend. Maybe I'm adding keywords to my search terms. 
Well, if you start doing these experiments, what I want you guys to do is on the keyword that you did the experiment right here, there's a button that says add a note. All right. So for example, let's, let's take a look at goth stuff. Look at this. I put a note here on January 26th. I was not indexed for stuff nor goth stuff. And so I added it to subject matter and then I confirmed it worked. And now I was indexed as of 126. And so now I can search my keyword tracker history to see what did that do with my, um, my keyword ranking. All right. By getting indexed for that, you know, did I maintain ranking? So, you know, I, I don't even remember doing that. I know I'm the one who had to have done that, but I literally do not remember doing that. That was only three months ago. So maybe your memory is better than me, but you know, are you going to remember what you did last year? So if you're looking at historical information and you're wondering, Hey, well, where did this peak or go? Oh, maybe it was because I was doing a campaign. You'll be able to now go back and look at your notes for the keyword tracker to see if you were doing a certain campaign at the time. Now, another important thing, super, super unique, uh, feature of keyword tracker is the boost. All right. So depending on the different plan you have, you have, you know, up to a certain number of boosts and what boost is, is this rocket ship that you see on the left-hand side of any keywords. And I highly recommend turning it on for your main keywords every 10 days. And the difference is when you do that, now we are checking your ranks every, uh, hour of the day. 24 hours a day instead of like, for example, just once a day. So you, you can see right here the difference of when I was just having keyword tracker on just checking once a day, as opposed to when I was checking every 24 times a day, there's so many different more data points here and so much more movement on the keywords. Now you might be wondering, why is it different? you like, people say that all the time. Like, Hey, uh, I, I saw keyword tracker and my rank is different. It, it, keyword tracker is wrong. Keyword tracker is never wrong. First of all, because it is showing a real rank somewhere. Is it showing the rank of your exact computer? No, we're not using your computer to check the rank. You know, we have our own ways to check rank, right? But we are checking different addresses, different browsing scenarios. Like, you know, did you know that if you were in incognito mode in um, the Chrome browser compared to the Amazon mobile app, right? You could see two different ranks, even if you're in the same house and have the same address. If you are in New York, potentially you could have a different rank for the same keyword and same product as somebody searching at the very same time in Boise, Idaho or something, right? You could, and some people say, oh, it's by zip code. It's not even by zip code guys. Potentially you could have different ranks. It's not going to vary by much, but I've seen different ranks within different addresses in the same zip code. Like I entered one time the Helium 10 office, and then I entered an address like two blocks away different ranks. One was like 16, one was like 14. So there's nothing, there, there's no value in trying to check every single potential, you know, address out there. But what's important to have is a general idea of what's going on with your rank. And the best way to do that is by having boost on so that Helium 10 is randomizing 24 times a day, different browsing scenarios, different addresses on checking where your product is showing up. And what you want to see is you want to look for these big, huge changes. And we call that the Amazon search shuffle. So if you ever see a keyword tracker graph where you have boost on and you see these crazy up and down, like one hour, it's 10, one hour, it's 100 back to nine, then it's back to 87. That's what we call the Amazon search shuffle, where sometimes based on different browsing scenarios, Amazon is kind of showing you all over the place. There's nothing you can really do to quote unquote, fix that. You just got to kind of wait 
wait it out. And then Amazon usually stabilizes after a couple of days. But then instead of having low sales and you wondering what's going on, why is my impressions down? Why are my sales down? If you had boost on in keyword tracker, five times out of a 10, that's one of the main reasons on why your sales might be down is because your ranks are not consistent across the whole marketplace that you're in. All right, uh, the last strategy here I wanna talk about is how to cross-check search query performance with a keyword tracker. So for example, search query performance is something that you only have if you have brand analytics, all right? So let's go right here into search query performance and I'm looking at my exact coffin shelf, all right? And I'm looking at the weekly one. The search query vol volume is one of the ways that Amazon measures people who type this into the search, right? But it also includes people who like clicked back on their browser, they refreshed it, they came back, et cetera, et cetera. There's like a lot of things that go, go into this metric. This is normalized search query volume. We, we had an episode where we went all into this, all right? So I'm not gonna go too much detail. But basically, um, if I see, for example, this keyword here, coffin shelf, has 3,500 search query volume, and then my impressions is 4,000, well, that means that not only am I showing up, uh, I'm showing up more than one time every time somebody searches. And the way I can correlate that with Keyword Tracker is, okay, I must be showing up for both organic on page one and sponsored on page one. So if I click here in my sponsored rank history, I can see that, yeah, a lot of the time I'm on page one. So that makes sense. I'm getting more than one impression for every search because I'm showing up multiple times on page one. All right, so another way to look at this is like, take a look at this keyword here, goth shelf. I had almost 600 search query volume, or not I had, but you know, Amazon had 600 people who typed this in or who click refresh on their browser or whatever, but I only had 215 impressions. So maybe I'm wondering like, why? Why am I not showing up every single time that somebody is entering this search? Well, you know what? Let's go to Keyword Tracker. And if I was searching, or if I was tracking Goth Shelf, sure enough, sure I was, let's go ahead and look at my history of my organic rank. And take a look at this. A lot of the times, I am not on page one. It is on page two, so it makes sense. Let's take a look at my sponsored rank. Am I even showing up in sponsored rank here? Look at this. A lot, most of the time, I am not on page one. And a lot of what the search queries are showing you in in search query performance is page one and page two views. So now there's a way where I'm like, okay, hey, goth shelf, I think this is a valuable keyword. I'm looking at search query performance. My performance doesn't look good. Now I look at keyword tracker. And I'm like, okay, my organic rank is not great. My sponsored rank is even worse. Now I know maybe I want to put some money into my sponsored ad for this keyword so I can increase my sponsored rank. And then hopefully if I get some conversions, my organic rank will increase. How did I even come to that conclusion? Well, I was looking in brand analytics first. I married it with Helium 10 data. And now I was able to make an educated decision that hopefully is going to bring me money. And at the end of the day, guys, that's what it's all about, right? We're, we're trying to make more money on Amazon. We're trying to make more money on Walmart. So these are like, uh, I, I, don't, I didn't count, I think like 13 or 14 different strategies that we can do all related to keywords. And some of it I hope was new to you guys. We learned a lot in Magnet. We learned uh, a lot in Keyword Tracker. Whatever level of Helium 10 you have, you have full access to both of these tools. So I highly recommend getting in there into Magnet and Keyword Tracker making sure you guys are tracking your keywords, making sure you guys are doing supplemental research in Magnet, uh, maybe for your 
existing products, maybe for new products, maybe to get new ideas. But the important thing is, so I want you guys to put into practice everything you learned today. And then let me know in the comments below in like a week or a few days or something, what cool stuff that you were able to find because you put into practice one of these strategies. Hope you guys enjoy this. I'll see you in the next episode.